easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Many of this year's class, they showed patience to make it into the Hall of Fame. Many of them, they're in their 10th year of eligibility. Some waited as long as 20 years before they were able to get into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It's a lineman-heavy class, honestly. A couple notable names as well. A lot of notable names if, if you have followed the league for a while. Joining us, though, to help break down some stuff with the Pro Football Hall of Fame and how the selection goes and what this week is like, Super Bowl weekend for the Pro Football Hall of Fame, we have Rich DeRoser joining us right now. Rich, how are you this morning? I am doing really well. Thank you for that introduction. And uh, we are excited about this year's class, and we can talk about them. And I'll tell you what, there are some, there are some really big men in this class. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, so let, let's talk about that. You know, we don't see this too often where it is very lineman heavy. And... There, there was a number of linemen who were selected uh, to be inducted into the Hall of Fame this fall. Why uh, did you guys feel as though those were the right people to go in? Well, and uh, Jordan, let's uh, let's uh, let's drill down on that just a tiny bit, just so all the listeners know that uh, how the class is picked is is with a group of forty nine selectors, none of whom are directly related to the Hall of Fame, except for their affiliation as a selector. They're members of the media. Uh, there are four other Hall of Famers, four existing Hall of Famers who are on that committee. So they met. Um, why did they Why did they pick the class this way? I don't know. I guess, you know, we don't really ask them why they chose who they chose because, uh, you know, we want that to, uh, to be um, – behind the closed doors and left behind the closed doors. I think uh, your word that you used early on in the segment on patience is really the, the, the best word. I think a lot of people on the committee said, you know what, it's just really time. It's really time to put in Tony Baselli, who's waited so long. Uh, best lineman. I think everybody agreed and has agreed all along that Tony Baselli was the best offensive lineman of the 1990s. The issue with Tony was that his career was cut short. Uh, by what should have been a routine shoulder surgery that, that had some complications and he was not able to play uh, ever again competitive National Football League uh, games. And uh, so that, that debate went on for years and years. You know, great career, yes, but was it long enough, As per- particularly at a position where longevity is uh, valued. 
Uh, so that debate finally ended for him this year. And then, uh, and then Sam Mills, linebacker for the Saints and Panthers and somebody who started his career in the USFL in his last year of eligibility as a modern-era player. That, that discussion got a lot of um, back and forth among the selectors. Hey, is this, is this the guy who we should finally put in, or does, or does he move into the senior category where uh, he might you know, languish with the, the other hundreds of candidates who are in that pool? So um, the way it shook out, uh, some, some heavy flavor on defense, and for the first time since 2012, no one who was in their first year of eligibility is going to be part of the class. That's but very notable. Yes, very no. I think the people of Canton are going to love this class. You know, it it doesn't have the marquee name or or the celebrity who has had a second career in the media and on television and somebody who they might not be familiar with and doesn't do commercials and things like that. This class is such a high character group, and I think if the fans um, embrace them, they're they're going to get embraced back because this class is just so high character, high integrity. Uh, we're really excited. Now, a lot of people would say that Dick Vermeil was one of the most notable names of the eight uh, candidates, uh, especially with the release of the All American or the uh, yeah the All American show with uh, Kurt Warner, uh, right? Th- that new American. movie, American Underdog. American Underdog. American yep. Underdog. I saw it like the day it was released, so I should have known the name off the top of my head. <laughs> But, um, you know, so his name was brought to the forefront uh, recently. I know that he was just in Canton right around Christmas time, and he saw it for the first time here in Canton. He watched the movie. So that that, that was big for him. And um, there is somebody from the officiating realm in the Pro Football Hall of Fame who, who he'll be inducted this August as well. Is that normal to see somebody like the director of officiating uh, become a member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame? No, it's not. And and his name is Art McNally. Again, probably a name that's not familiar to people who aren't you know deeply ingrained in the game. But the game of football, as we know it and as we watch it, is directly related to the influence of Art McNally and the work that he did for half a century. Uh, he was an on-field official for a number of years and then moved into an administrative role in uh, teaching and supervising and improving officiating and and listen every one of us can insert a little joke here about you know the the, the blind official and, and 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 we can probably all think of a game where we think an official made a, a call that influenced it in a way that wasn't favorable to our team and and i don't think the field goal that won the Denver versus Cleveland game uh, that featured the drive uh, was actually good. But, you know, those are all fun debates to have, and, and, and that will last for years. But, but Art McNally brought instant replay to the game. He brought uh, a very strict scrutiny of officials to the game where they are evaluated. And, and uh, you know, fans who watch the Super Bowl this Sunday are going to see the officials who were rated the highest all year at their respective position uh, on the officiating crew. Uh, those are the kinds of things that he put in. So we would not enjoy uh, the game as much, and it would not be as well officiated as it is. And I think that you know the data backs up that the officials get the call, the calls right far, far, far more often uh, than than a call gets overturned. And uh, that's that all goes back to Art McNally and his contribution to the game. And that's what the Hall of Fame is about, as much as it is about the players. 
Uh, it is guys like Dick Vermeil and Art McNally who coached it and were such profound contributors to it. Yeah, and you know, I know a lot of people um, that locally they officiate. I've seen some people post on social media that I'm friends with that they're officials, and they said it's it's great to see the to see our contribution to games be recognized now at the Pro Football Hall of Fame level. Now, a lot of people, um, I know that they're happy because this is history in a way for some of these teams this year. Tony Baselli, he's the first Jacksonville Jacksonville Jaguar to make it in. And uh, the Panthers, they'll have their first inductee, correct? Yeah, the Panthers have had a couple of guys who have uh, passed through the organization. The late, great Kevin Green. Uh, played at Carolina. Bill Polian was a general manager in Carolina, and, that, and, and each of those were parts of their resume uh, that got them elected. Uh, but Carolina, as a franchise, really identifies Sam Mills as the first um, true person who, who had such a profound influence on that franchise. And and even he didn't play in Carolina for a very long time. It was at the end of his career. But then after that, he, he was a coach there. And uh, he unfortunately passed away um, and, and, you know, will not be here to receive the honor. It will be received by his, his widow and, and his sons and family. Um, but he had such a profound influence on the Panthers. There's a statue for him erected at the stadium. You know, the, the team motto of keep pounding uh, was a, a, a phrase that he coined as a coach to to tell his team, you know, you, you just never give up. And he personally never gave up. He wouldn't let his players give up. And, and it really translated just to his own personal story. You know, the people who advocated for his election didn't give up either. And, and after a 20-year wait, they're going to celebrate that in Canton this August. Yeah. Well, that's uh, a, a long time coming uh, for many of these people. As we said, there was um, some people waited as long as the their 20th year of eligibility. Some people, they waited 10 years. And then there's notable names like a Devin Hessner. There's uh, DeMarcus Ware, who in their first year eligibility, they didn't make it. And that's fine because they have many more years of eligibility. They will get in at some point uh, down the road. What is it like, Rich, from the Hall of Fame's uh, perspective to keep this under wraps, to keep the class under wraps for so long, because I was surprised when I was reading the, about the class and I found out that they were informed in mid mid to late January. So that means for at least two or three weeks, they've known that they were getting inducted and they've had to keep it under wraps. How, how do you keep it quiet? Wow. And, you know, and it, you know, I think it's a testimony to the integrity of the selection committee. Uh, who knew that long ago, and the uh, you know the future enshrinees themselves, uh, their families. I mean, there's there's so many people who did know. It's not a huge number, but it it, it numbered you know in the in the several hundreds by the time you, you know you take it out to um, each of the eight members who got in, and and, and let's not forget the uh, other ten modern era finalists who didn't get in. You know, they were informed a couple of weeks ago, and, and uh, you know, imagine being told the best news of your life as a, as a professional, being told that you have reached the pinnacle of your professional career, or, you know, some of the most devastating news uh, as an athlete that you could hear, hey, you didn't make it this year, and, and sitting on that for about two weeks. And 
I think it reflects the integrity that makes these men candidates for the Hall of Fame in the first place. And and we know that, you know, for, for players like Devin Hester, DeMarcus Ware, Andre Johnson, who were the three first-year guys, uh, they got a lot of love and a lot of uh, attention, a lot of positive uh, uh, accolades in the presentation to come down to that final vote. They're, they're going to get in. I think everybody's confident they're, that they'll get in someday. And Leroy Butler said it probably best last night. So, uh, you know, someone in the news conference last night asked Leroy whether or not um, – it made a difference how long he waited. It was 16 years, and and he said it it just it doesn't matter when it's you know he's a man of deep faith, and he said when when it's time, it's time, and 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 God you know led him to where he was, and he just like it's like the those previous 15 years just washed away, and and uh, I think fans are going to really enjoy the message that that Leroy is putting forward, and. Uh, I'm going to see if we can't, you know, he, he coined the Lambo Leap, and that's, uh, he laughed about that, and he said, maybe if I hadn't invented the Lambo Leap, I wouldn't be here, but um, maybe we can get him to do a uh, Benson Stadium Leap or something to uh, <laughs> cap off his weekend in, uh, in, uh, in August in Canton. Yeah, hey, that, that would be great. I'm looking forward to it already. Great class. Rich DeRoser, thanks for taking time on this Friday on the Super Bowl weekend. I know it is not uh, a tame weekend for you or anyone else at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Thank you so much. Uh, Jordan, I love carving out time to talk to you and, and the other teammates at WHBC. We love all you do to promote Canton, to promote the Hall of Fame, uh, to, promote, to promote the unity that's happening in the city right now. So thank you very much.